Um, let's start with some introductions. So who are we talking with today? Uh, my name is Megan McGurgan. I'm the artistic director of Shakespeare in the Port. Shakespeare in the Port is Hong Kong's first outdoor Shakespeare festival. We started last year. We're a grassroots organization that receives its money via crowdfunding, unlike any other theater or arts festival in Hong Kong. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about the event itself? What's involved? We just have a name so far. Shakespeare in the Port is an outdoor Shakespeare festival, much like you would find in New York or Singapore or Tokyo, but we're a little bit different in the fact that we're a grassroots organization. We hire 100% local artists. We do not import talent or import shows. And what we try to do is we try to showcase the local Hong Kong talent because we don't believe Hong Kong's a cultural wasteland. We think that you can create a quality Shakespeare festival, much like in New York and much like in Singapore, without spending a ton of money and without importing talent. And we can do that in a locally sustainable way by using recyclable materials, uh, green lighting plans, and causing a small carbon footprint while creating art. Okay. And what exactly is a Shakespeare festival? You mentioned that they're being held in other cities, and this is the second year in Hong Kong. This is our second year. Um, from my understanding, there are 85 countries that currently have Shakespeare festivals. I grew up in the States where literally almost every city has a Shakespeare festival everywhere from Akron, Ohio to Podunk, Alabama. They have little Shakespeare festivals. So when I moved to Hong Kong uh, seven years ago, I was shocked Hong Kong didn't already have one. And so I tried to start it about six years, no, about five years ago. And I found the major reason it wasn't happening was because of all the bureaucratic red tape. And it took me about four years to get through all the red tape before finally Cyberport came on board last year and helped us create the first year, which was really amazing. Okay. It sounds like an interesting venue, Cyberport. And it's, it's held, a great venue. held outdoors as well? Yeah, it's completely outdoors. And a lot of people don't know Cyberport was the original hosting of Clock and Flap, this beautiful outdoor stage with this big grassy podium. And what we do is we let people bring their own food, bring their own wine, lay out a picnic blanket. Uh, we have a great kids area with like croquet mallets and bubble machines and uh, games. And we just let people enjoy the outdoors and enjoy theater in a casual, accessible environment. Theater doesn't have to be fancy. Theater doesn't have to cost a bunch of money. Theater can be for everybody. And that's why kids under 12 will always be free. What's the scope of the event? Is it a multi-day thing? or It is. Yeah. It's over 16 days from April 16th to May 3rd. And we have in total 27 performances over those days. Uh, if you buy a weekday ticket, Wednesday through Friday, you see one show for 150 Hong Kong. And if you come on a Saturday or Sunday, you can see three shows for 300 Hong Kong. Okay. And it's just everything from Shakespeare, it, all the big ones and some smaller ones. We have there. The Tempest which is a physical theater production, and the dialogue is in Cantonese. That's really exciting for us because it's our first Cantonese production. And we're doing Lear in English, and our Lear is actually female, and she's amazing. Uh, she came, We came in casting Lear, totally thinking we were going to use a man, and this beautiful Nubian queen came in to our auditions and just blew us all away. And she's the most phenomenal actress I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And then we're also doing Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, presented by Hong Kong University. It previously played at the Fringe Club in February and sold out. And we were very, very lucky that they decided to do a second run with us. And they're really, really enthusiastic kids. They're like 19, 20, 21 years old, and they just love life and love theater. And I love working with them. Oh, I wish right. all artists were that non-jilted. <laughs> and so you've got uh, quite a huge selection of actors then uh, in this we festival. We do. We have, a casting, we have a casting crew of about 80 this year, and we also have between 30 and 40 volunteers. 
We're a pretty big group. On top of the main stage productions, we're also doing a couple special events. We have a 24-hour play festival, and that's the first time this has ever happened in Hong Kong. We're going to create five world premiere plays in 24 hours, five writers, five directors, 25 actors. And they're literally going to go into Cyberport at 7 p.m. on the 25th, start writing, and then at 7 p.m. on the 26th, the audience can come, pay, pay money, and sit down and enjoy five brand-new plays that have been created by the actors and the directors and the writers in 24 hours. And, and that, it's a, such a fun festival to do. That does sound really interesting, actually. Uh, so uh, why don't you talk a bit more about that? Um, is there any specifics about the what sort of things they'll be writing? They'll be doing 10-minute plays. Um, I was yeah. really, really lucky to do these in college, and uh, not to be tooting my own horn, I won one. <laughs> so, um, so I was really, really happy that uh, I've had a great experience to meet some really fantastic writers and directors uh, while doing them in college, and they're a really fun experience. So basically, the writers sit down at 7 p.m. at night, and the writers write all night in Cyberfort in this little room. And then we have our lovely hotel room sponsored by Cyberfort, which is awesome, so that when the writers crash out at 3 a.m. from lack of sleep and coffee, they just can have a nice hotel room to crash in. And then basically at 7 a.m. on the 26th, the directors and the actors show up, and they have 12 hours to block it and work with it, and they don't know what they're getting. We Honestly, the writers and the directors and the everybody just gets paired up randomly. And so the writers just know they need to write for four females or two males and two females. And they just write their script the day of. And then the directors and actors have 12 hours to make it work. And that's sometimes when the most brilliant stuff that you can make happens. Is there, is there any theme behind it? or? Um, we're not going to do a theme. I think we're just going to let the... Um, let the, let the writers kind of have free reign. The only restrictions we're going to put on to them is the number of actors per show and the genders. So, like, we don't want boys playing girls and girls playing boys. Okay. So, and the play has to be 10 minutes long. So, other than that, we're going to let them have total free range. I remember the one year that I did it in, in Washington, D.C., there was a person who did this weird artistic version of Howl, and they were next to me that was doing this, per, this version of... Uh, sitting around a table discussing naughty positions in the bedroom. <laughs> and then the person next to me was doing uh, a retelling of Rapunzel with two males. Wow. So, like, and you can end up with the weirdest stuff, but it's so much fun to do a show in that limited amount of time because you just, you work your butt off and then it's really fun. So this uh, Shakespeare in the Port thing is is not just about Shakespeare plays, but it's celebrating theatre in it's general. It's celebrating Hong Kong's art scene, which is why yeah. also on May 3rd, we have something called Play On, which is from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., which is part of the, the Sunday. So you buy your $300 ticket, and it includes this. It's basically eight local bands and local theatre groups and performance artists. We have comedy people coming in, and we have uh, an improv group coming in. And they're basically going to perform from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. All these different musicians, all these different artists, all from Hong Kong. And you can just see the variety of talent. We, did, we chose a different style of music every time. We chose a different style of performance every time. We have drummers from Africa. We have a jazz performer. We have such variety of talent on Play On. I'm so excited for May 3rd. I know it's the last day of the festival, but I think it's really going to be one of the best events we've ever put on. Just because it's it's just such a showcase of how Hong Kong's not like Hong Kong doesn't have anything of value to offer. I think everyone will just see it and just realize what a great cultural hub we have.
And yeah, it does sound like you're really showing off all of the theater that Hong Kong has to offer. We just literally, we said we have the stage and it costs so much money to, co- to get a venue in Hong Kong. Why don't we just open the floor and see if anybody wants to take us up on the offer? And we were flooded with applications from bands and poets and all sorts of really interesting people that just wanted to be able to share their voice. And we are very blessed to have this great stage and to be able to share it with people. And I'm very happy to be able to showcase Hong Kong's talent that way. Yeah. Uh, how does this year's compare to last year? Are you trying to get aim bigger? I think we're trying to diversify. That's yeah. the main point of this year because we did choose a Cantonese language show. We did add play on and we added the 24-hour play festival. We're trying to diversify our content because we did an audience survey at the end of last year's festival. And the main thing people said is that they wanted more. The Shakespeare was good, but they just wanted to see more things. And so we just kind of added some more diversity in our content. And hopefully people will really respond to that and enjoy the fact that we've really tried to give them a variety of items this year. So even if Shakespeare is not their thing, they'll find something at the festival they'll really enjoy. And maybe they'll find that Shakespeare isn't boring because the way we present Shakespeare is really accessible and really fun. You don't have to sit there with like a cup of tea and your pinky in the air to enjoy it. Uh, well, it sounds like last year was a huge success anyway, obviously. We were very happy yeah. with last year. Uh, we we were very happy, especially because we got invited then to Singapore and Tokyo to see theirs, and we compared ours to theirs, and we had about the same number of, like, quality of show for, like, a tenth of the money. Our production cost 50000 Hong Kong, and Singapore's cost $10 million Hong Kong. Yeah. And, yeah, they had a ton more people because they could advertise, and we can't afford to advertise. Yeah. But... <laughs> They like our show was comparable to theirs, and we put on two productions last year. They put on one for ten million Hong Kong, so we were quite proud of the fact that wow. we had put on two for fifty thousand. Let's talk about the crowdfunding then. How did you go about doing that? Um, okay, so I tried to get grant funding, um, and grant funding just wasn't happening because it was a new concept. And so we did our first year, and we tried for grant funding again, and we got denied, which was really sad because our first year was so successful. We thought we were kind of a shoe in. And then they said, no, sorry. (laughs) And uh, So we had always planned on using crowdfunding as a base for our model because we want it to kind of be a festival with the people of Hong Kong. So we went on Fringe Backers, which is kind of like the Hong Kong version of Indiegogo. (laughs) And the great thing about Fringe Backers is that it's in Chinese and English. So you can reach both communities. And so we made a video, we put up photos, we gave people options so they could buy tickets that are only specially available on fringe backers. Like they could get a picnic blanket and a picnic basket already pre-made for them. And, you know, it's really fun to get to do a festival like that. And we had about 100 people support us this year, and that got us our $25,000 in funding that we needed to get the ball rolling. Because about 50% of our 25K is spent on government licenses. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, so yeah, that is quite a lot of money to get spent on just government licenses there. Yes, exactly. We actually yeah. spend more on government licenses than we do on any of the shows. Yeah, and the venue was donated by Cyberport. The venue is donated by Cyberport. Yeah. They're amazing, especially Mark Clift. I'm eternally grateful to him that he was kind enough to be able to donate the venue to us not once but twice because he believes in our concept of Shakespeare for everybody, especially for kids. Right. All right, uh, everything I've heard so far makes me really want to try and, you know, check out these events. But you totally should. I know, but I but I, I don't know where. Where okay. would I go to find out more so, information? All right. So our website is www.hongkongshakes.com. Mm-hmm. We're playing from April 16th to May 3rd. 
uh, Wednesdays through Fridays are $150. Saturdays and Sundays are $300 Hong Kong dollars. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Hong Kong Shakes. And we're also on Instagram at Hong Kong Shakes. So you can totally find right. us on every single social media platform. <laughs> yeah, you're covering all your bases there. Our tickets are on sale at Ticket Flap. And we basically are, kids under 12 are totally free. So just buy a ticket for mom and bring seven 